welcome to episode 49 of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, a podcast where we chat about all things Disney by reviewing films, testing our trivia skills, discussing the latest Disney news, and ending every episode with a top four ranking. I'm Corey, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Carrie and Deanna. Hello. Hello. This week, hi. So <laughs> I'll talk was, over you, sorry. I was organizing my, my podcast files on my computer the other day, and I found the one that was marked Kelly. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. No, she'll, no, 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 no. <laughs> she'll need to come back at some point. Oh. I miss her. <laughs> Kelly has been banished and she can't come back. <laughs> so, um, forgetting about Kelly because no. Uh, this week we will review the film Stargirl from Disney Plus and rank our top four Disney TV shows impossible choices is all i'm gonna say very difficult it was hard but i don't know it was kind of cool i just kind of like what it is i'm angry <sighs> well you should have been the host this week <laughs> um i'm excited to see what everyone picked. i'm not done yet <laughs> all right well you better I've hurry got I have a short list roughly 45 minutes ish <laughs> i will uh i will stall for you and i will go ahead and tell our listeners that if you want to talk to any of us you can find us on facebook at faith trust and pixie dust podcast you can tweet at ftpd underscore podcasts you can tweet at carrie and tell her to get her list done sooner mm-hmm. at sparkle underscore fists or you could tweet at me to lay off with carrie at uh-huh. spilled eggs water or to congratulate deanna for being absolutely perfect at deanna 790 <laughs> all right okay. to defend myself it's not just disney channel original shows it's disney channel disney xd and abc 13 the abc 13 is what throws it all out of whack and i don't appreciate it at all hmm look, at lip. look how far that lip's sticking out <laughs> It'll be an interesting ranking for sure. This is like well, anyway. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe the listeners will. And if they like this one, they can find all of our old episodes as well as our brother podcast, First Geek Four Eleven, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Did I say podcast? You may have Google Podcasts and Spotify, <laughs> and on our website www.1geek411.com So, this week, like I said, we're going to be talking about our feature film, Stargirl. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to write a synopsis. I, uh, it's a bit long, sorry. But it's here we right. go. After the death of his father, Leo moves to Micah, Arizona, and initially stands out by wearing his father's porcupine tie everywhere until it is cut out by bullies. Mm. After that, even though Leo makes the decision to fit in, every year on his birthday, he is anonymously gifted a porcupine tie. Years later, the school is buzzing about the new student when Stargirl Caraway makes her appearance at the high school. She's quirky and unique and makes a huge splash at the unremarkable school that has never won an award. Stargirl manages to raise school spirit and is considered their lucky charm as the football team actually begins to win games. And she and Leo begin a relationship. Eventually, though, Stargirl's unusual behavior begins to lose favor with the students, and everything comes to a head as, instead of cheering the school to victory, Stargirl accompanies the injured star player of the opposing team to the hospital. Without their lucky charm, the team loses, and everyone blames Stargirl. With pressure from Leo and her classmates, Stargirl tries to be more normal and starts going by Susan, the name she was born with. 
she starts dressing in a normal manner and acting like the rest of the students. But during a speech competition, Susan realizes she needs to be herself. She presents as Stargirl, wins the contest, and breaks up with Leah. Her trophy is the only one in the school's case. At the school dance, Stargirl gives Leo a surprise. She has arranged for Leo to sing on stage the way, he, the way he used to do with his father. The students pour outside and snow begins to fall. No one sees Stargirl again. Her family moves away and leaves behind only rumors that, over the years, progressively became more and more mythic about the magic of Stargirl. And she's changed other people's lives the same way she has with Leo, forcing him to more accept himself by acknowledging the porcupine ties again since she's the one who's been sending them. Hmm. So pretty good. Good job. Good 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 synopsis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably as long as the movie. <laughs> I mean I feel like it was very different, so it kinda needed explaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I felt like if I left out anything else it wouldn't really make sense. No, you did a good job. Mm-hmm. So first impressions, let's start with Deanna. I I thought it was really cute and heartfelt and also, like, thoughtful. Because it was one of those movies that kind of made you, like, um, re-examine the world you're in, kind of. And, like, the mm-hmm. like habits of people. Um, and, I don't know, it was very, it was also strange because it's like, it didn't go the way I expected it to. It was very, it was more like, um, trying to think of the right word, I guess kind of semi-mystical, but also real at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like pretty relatable because it was like ever, it's basically about people figuring out who they are and how especially when you're a teenager that's very difficult and you feel like the need to define yourself at a young age when you don't actually need to do that quite yet because you have plenty of time to do so. Um, And I thought that was an interesting theme and it wasn't like just about like, oh, he, the main characters are in a relationship and they love each other. It was kind of like, that was just kind of like a side note to the plot. And I liked that. It wasn't like the central part of the plot so um and i don't know i don't know if i caught why there was a random paleontologist well that was the camp where he worked and that she had gone to and that's just his random friend okay yeah i mean that's where he'd been working and they said he'd been working for years and he'd gone to camp before and she'd gone to camp too so it was just somebody they had in common i must have missed that line like looked away or stopped paying attention for a second it was like at the very beginning when they said what did you do this summer and his friend was like oh i went to a speech training thing and he said oh i worked at the dinosaur camp oh so gotcha yeah offhanded Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that like i liked it but like it did part of it made me cry a little bit so Mm -hmm. Um, okay, good. That's a good first impression from Deanna. What did you think, Carrie? Uh, I went into this a little bit differently than Deanna because I read the book when I was in middle school, and I knew spoilers that it didn't really have a happy ending. Well, I mean, we already went through the whole plot, but I mean, the fact that she leaves and they don't make up and he never sees her again. She's just being like, I knew that. I already knew that. So it was not shocking for me. I expected it. You know, mm-hmm. so it went the way I thought it was going to. That's now, very interesting. 
there are other things in the book that I had forgotten that happened. So I went back, actually looked up the plot of the book to be like, how accurate is this? Because the tone felt accurate, but I couldn't really remember if the football stuff was all there. And you know, I gotta say from a short synopsis of the book, it's it was pretty accurate. There were a couple things like in the movie, I think Nick, oh my gosh, Nick. <laughs> You did this! Leo! Leo and Stargirl were actually together longer in the movie than they were in the book. They'd start dating yeah. later in the book. It's much it's the true. relationship is much shorter. Hmm. Um She's also a lot crazier in the book. Yes. Yeah. Like in this, she's like, I'm an adorable, like 2020 version of a manic pixie dream girl, and I'm so mm-hmm. cute and quirky. In the book, she like wears much stranger like clothing pioneer outfits or and... like full kimonos or viking garb and so like that she is mm-hmm. it's much it's much zanier what she does and she doesn't and uh like the singing the happy birthday thing she sings it to everybody not just not just leo and it's a whole thing mm. uh she's yeah. and she this, sings it to leo because someone, someone else's birthday her. yeah mm. uh, i think she faced a lot more pushback at the beginning in the book as well she was less accepted yeah uh in this it was very quick and again that's just you know time movie compared to book i think the movie did a good job translating the book into a movie i really do i was i was very pleasantly surprised there's also interesting things that they did with some of uh, the symbolism and imagery in the movie that i really enjoyed but i'll lay i'll save that for like whenever you give your basic thing since we're doing just our first thoughts. Mm-hmm. I liked it's it. Fun. I liked it. Good. Good. It's funny. <laughs> I had the exact opposite feeling that you did. Really? <laughs> I did. Um, mostly because we interpreted the book differently. Really? Uh, I'm finding out this now. Yes. The book is narrated by Leo Mm -hmm. many years after the fact. Yes. About 15 years after the fact. Mm -hmm. And he ends it by saying that he has just had a birthday and he just received a porcupine necktie for the first time in many years. To me, it felt like the years had gone by and they were about to rekindle and reconnect. And so it felt like a little bit of hope. But they didn't do that in the in the movie either. Exactly. That was my complaint. I the book left you with like a feeling of like this kind of went weird and bad, but we've over the years I have come to appreciate Stargirl for who she was and she's come to, you know, be she, you know more comfortable with everything that happened. I never interpreted it as she was coming back. I never did. I did, and uh, the sequel, which I didn't know existed until recently. It's from her perspective. And it supports what I was thinking, because she talks to a former teacher from there, and he basically tells her to forgive, and after that, she makes an overture to Leo. Hmm. Because, but what's interesting is the, this, uh, love star girl is only a couple years it's like not even a couple years it's it's right after almost isn't it i i think it starts there but i think it's longer maybe i'll check that out because i i never interpreted that ending so 
I but with all I those always years, Stargirl had like a super sad ending. Like <laughs> I didn't because it felt like oh I screwed up and I I under appreciate now you know who she was and I've had time to think about that and mature and understand. Yeah, and now we're gonna be in each other's lives again. She has made that you know connection again see that's sweet that's how i interpreted it and so i was like wait where's the tie where's the tie at the end (laughs) well they did do the ties at the end because he said like every once in a while i'll get i get them from her yeah i know but it didn't feel the same you're right because she does it periodically rather than being a long time of thing and then suddenly one appears it just seems like she does it because she has fond memories not because of any intentions she has to return yeah i saw of it more as a um something announcing the reappearance of Stargirl. But you know, if this movie does well, they could do a sequel. I would be okay with that. Me too. I think I've talked a little too long for first impressions, but I did enjoy mm-hmm. it. I thought they did a pretty good job with, um, for one, casting. Oh, mm. I was so glad that everyone was a teenager. Everybody except, looks like a teenager! Except <laughs> for his best friend, who is 21. But... <sighs> He's still like the actor. looking. But the, the lead is 18. The um, female lead is 16. Oh. Nice. They did a good job. And a little trivia. I thought this was cool. Um, the uh, titular character is played by Grace Vanderwall, who won America's Got Talent at age 12, performing her own original songs, accompanying herself on the ukulele. Oh, so she really was playing. She I was. Have, I may have actually seen that girl perform before then. Just when she was younger. So she's age appropriate mm-hmm. and she plays the ukulele. Perfect. I, I really like their choice for her. Again, I thought that they had pulled back on the costuming and stuff like that. And they yeah. made her a bit more, I'm just a quirky, you know, um, mm-hmm. rather than being truly strange. Um, but I like she, ha- you know what kind of vibes she really has because she has that deep raspy voice. She has a lot of Zoe de Chanel vibes, mm. Fair. you know. In that, and again, the whole like manic pixie dream girl, I'm so quirky yeah. kind of thing. She, they have they share a lot of similarities in that, and that's not anything bad. Um, I really enjoyed the casting too. I did note that how the teenagers looked like teenagers, and that made me so happy. Yeah, you're not like. <sighs> 30-year-olds playing high school students. Yeah, 30-year-old men playing 15-year-old Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15-year-olds mm-hmm. don't look like that, okay? Like, it's not <laughs> right. It's not right for the body image Their and the mentality of children. <laughs> uh, anyway. They look like string beans. I will say <laughs> I will say this. There is one thing that I noted very early on, and I noticed it as they carried out throughout the whole movie, was that if you look at the very beginning of the film and you see Stargirl in the audience, like in the auditorium or the gymnasium, everybody's wearing a lot of navy and dark clothing and stuff like that. And she she stands out very brightly. And at the end of the film, when they're discussing how she's changed, everybody was wearing bright clothing. I noticed that too. Throughout the course of the movie, everything becomes brighter. Like you can see the sunlight coming in more. Their clothes are brighter. Like, and it's showing symbolically like the change that she's put in people and i thought that yeah. was really subtle it was really yeah. subtle but it was obvious enough to make you feel something it was like good production design yeah but yeah I, that was honestly my biggest and only strong complaint was i the 
no longer the feeling that the porcupine tie heralded the reappearance of Stargirl in Leo's life. I thought, I really liked it. I feel like the kind of theme of this movie is just, like, figuring, like, I don't know, kind of coming into your own and being who Mm -hmm. you are without having to have that completely figured out at the same time. No pressure. I love the message you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to Mm -hmm. make mistakes and... But when you do acknowledge it and say you're sorry when you need to, like, I love that too. Um, And like, I loved her little, her speech about, um, at the debate competition about Mm -hmm. a flower. And it's like, it's beautiful because everything that went into it becoming a flower. And it's like, that's true to life. Like who people are takes time. You don't just suddenly like... Or like I'm this person is like mm, it's gonna you may not have that completely figured out till a little bit later because I feel like and even then you still reinvent yourself every once in a while I feel like yeah. so like your core yeah. is the same but like you know yeah. like nobody that's something I feel like I see a lot too just in like modern day societies everyone's trying to figure out what their labels are and I'm like. Your labels can change. Like you can mm-hmm. be this for a chunk of your life, but then another chunk of your life you may take on another thing. And like, I don't that's know. Fine. Yeah, and that's fine. I think it was a nice kind of like opposite viewpoint to life than what I feel like, especially teenagers get a lot of the time. Is mm-hmm. like, who are you? Are you the cool kid, the band geek, the da da da? She's just mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm whatever I want, and it doesn't matter. I like to change. And I don't have to be like everyone else. And it's weird when I am like everyone else. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a very sweet message and just a very kind of generous and forgiving message. Like, yeah, figure yourself out. But it's okay to mess up along the way and it's okay to take your time. Yeah. And it felt deep and not like kitschy. Like some yeah. Disney, um, especially Disney Channel stuff, I feel like they go very surface level to try to like hint at themes but this was very like we're going in on the theme and this is what Mm -hmm. it is they weren't like playing with the theme like some of the other like cheaper productions i suppose that are made for just tv but yeah um i like the part where she's talking about the flower and she's talking about how things in our society are so instant and how we value that we forget about effort and the journey but at the Mm -hmm. same time she goes and it's a miracle she goes not that a thousand photos in a second isn't you know art either is not a miracle but it's different Mm -hmm. and so she's not like social media is the problem with our society like it's not like that it's 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 just a different viewpoint and i the balance between the two right and i like how she she had her own way of doing and looking at things but never demonized other people's way of doing and looking at things and i thought Mm -hmm. that was just she was very sincere and very genuine and i love that they made a point of her apologizing Mm -hmm. she because that's a big deal and i think i'm really happy with this the girl in the book that is that girl was kind of just your stereotypical head cheerleader jerk to the main character because she needs girl. like a, a foil or whatever. Yeah, and she this, like just says, "Why do you always ruin everything?" Instead of actually having a valid her. reason. Yeah, 
she slaps her and it's kind of like that that's the reason why she left is because she got mad about her taking over the dance and changing it and so she slaps her and says why do you ruin everything and runs her out and they never see star girl again that is like i like the difference i love the difference that they changed i think that that was great mm-hmm. i did have one complaint about the dance scene yeah one I think it's cool that they let Leo be a singer. That's fine. That was different. Um, I didn't like that they all ran outside and you could spontaneously still hear the yes, spontaneously, and the music was still there. Like they were all still dancing to the music. I'm like, you can't hear the music when you leave the room. It's inside. <laughs> it bothered me. Like they all ran out. Like the whole thing, like them running out with her, made sense because, like in the book, whenever she's at the dance, she starts the bunny hop and everybody joins in. It's this big thing. And that's one of the reasons why the girl gets angry because she doesn't like that. But anyway, I like I didn't mind that, but they're all still dancing around perfectly on beat to the song, and I'm like, they can't hear the music anymore. Like, kind of took a little bit of the realism out of it. You know what they should have done? What? Hmm. Okay, I was at a wedding once <laughs> where everyone went outside, <laughs> and like it was a thing, but there was a big patio adjoining the dancing area, and so it was like people went outside but you could still hear the music and it was like connected and it wouldn't seem weird yeah so if they'd done like a thing if they had you know your typical school dance like cafeteria or something outside. but yeah. with like a courtyard eating area thing or whatever and they were all yeah. out there that would have been cool that or like something happens and the music's happening and she comes in she goes it's snowing and they're like oh, and she like they all run outside and it would yeah. be like they would have been able to change up the music into being something more montagey rather than they're still dancing to the dance's music. Mm. Um, and it would have been, it could have been like this sweet thing where they're all reveling in this miracle that comes across once in like a lifetime in Arizona, which again is referencing to Stargirl. Um, but I didn't, for some reason, it really bothered me that they all went out there and were still all dancing to the beat. Like that really irked me for some strange reason. I didn't like it. It like, mm. like it looked beautiful, but my brain went, Eh. (laughs) that would never work (laughs) yes uh but it was other than that i thought it was really cute i liked the way that they updated the movie to fit 2020 Mm -hmm. um i think it was they just they did a really good job they really did uh corey what you were saying though if star girl does well enough on disney plus and they make a sequel i would like for this i don't want them to have the same kids I know that's adults. harsh. I want them to be adults. And it starts out with him saying, I haven't received a tie in a really long time. Like she was sending them whenever he was younger. Yeah. And, it, and then it stops. And then the movie starts with, I opened my door this morning and there was a tie. Like that would be, I think that would fix that for you. I like it. Okay. <sighs> Disney, let me write your movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, always they do it and submit it. Like, I don't know how, but, like, people can, you can write scripts and submit them. You don't have to have, like, credentials. And if they, if you get lucky and they pick it up and read it and like it, they can call you. Hey. I forget how, there's a way to do it, but that we talked sure. about in college. You might want to look into it. If you have a an idea and you just want to write something, you can always write something and send it places. <laughs> True. But um so they changed a couple things to be more dramatic i think um they didn't affect the story that much i'm not that mad about it but one of the things is i don't think either leo or star girl had single parents uh i don't think leo's dad was around 
I don't know, but um, I know that his dad didn't die and leave him a porcupine tie because in the book, his uncle gave him the tie and he just thought it was cool. Hmm. Let's find out. You keep talking. I don't okay. remember Leo But having... I do remember that his uncle gave him the tie and he just thought it was cool. And so I thought that was interesting because it was more of just a personal quirk and not like, a, oh, I'm honoring the memory of my father. It was like, yeah. I like this thing. Kind of gives yeah, a different it was, flavor. It was cute. Yeah. I can see that. So. Um. Um, I don't... I don't see anything about their parents in this synopsis on Wikipedia. I thought I remembered her father for sure. I do think I remember her having a dad. I don't remember. And I just remember that it wasn't like the memory of his father or whatever, because his uncle gave him the tie. But you know Hmm. what? It was still well done anyway. Yeah, it still worked. Yeah, it didn't really change much. So, I mean, I don't have a lot of criticisms. I thought it was a sweet movie. It was very cute. That poor marching band needed a new director or something. Oh God, that yes. poor marching band was not good. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah. But they everyone only had like twenty like... kids. <laughs> but hey, they were trying to portray losers, so I guess you know it works. Also, uh, also I don't appreciate as a band geek. I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> something. No, else. I, I meant losers as in everyone in the school is a loser because the school's never won. Anything. Oh, everyone's yeah, so, kind of like yeah, stinky. Yeah. yeah, the football team sucks. The band sucks. Yeah. yeah. Here's the other thing. How could they hear her and her ukulele on the football field so far <laughs> right? away with no microphone? I know. Exactly. I've kept thinking of that too. It's like they can't hear her. But it, it's a movie, whatever. Uh, maybe she was um, pre-recorded. <laughs> Stargirl does not pre-record herself. <laughs> you don't know that. I she could have pre-recorded. That. But no, it was cute. It was cute. I liked it. She could have pre-recorded well- and been playing on the field, to you know, but with a you know soundtrack over it or whatever. It was still very cute, and I think I think. If it is popular, like I think it possibly could be, we will see maybe some unique in- people inspired by her fashion sense. <laughs> it's possible. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> I want to be unique like Stargirl and wear the same and being thing. the same. Wait. <laughs> I know. I liked some of her um, little outfit pieces. Yeah, like I said, they really toned down what she wore in the book. She wore like flapper yeah. dresses and yeah. ear clothes. It was weird and I loved it. Okay, so it sounds like we all liked it. We all had some very nice things to say about the message. We yeah. were pretty much all glad that the kids looked and felt like kids. Um, Cinematography was cool. So we all recommend mm-hmm. it. They had a very yeah. good use of light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um closing thoughts i think um, i am sad this was not released in theaters but they probably thought it would do better not in theaters i think that's probably true i feel like too it's hard like we're like if the whole situation that's happening right now wasn't happening with movie theaters it's like the movies that people go to see are the big blockbuster yeah. films yeah like and even personally like, movies I want to see in theaters are those big, like, special effects, like, mm-hmm. huge movies or, like, um, or, like, the types of, yeah, because I want that theater experience for certain types of movies. Oh, movies like this, 
I feel like are a little bit more cozy. And I want to, I'd like to be at home on my couch to watch movies of this nature. And I think that reflects in ticket sales too. Cause it's like, Oh, I can just rent this and watch this at home on my couch. But this movie, I want surround sound. I want loud. I want big, you know, um, that is fair. That is very fair. I just think sometimes, I think this movie is better than some movies that go to theaters. It's not necessarily than some that Disney movies. You, yes. But I'm just like. I agree. That, but I think again, it has a problem. They would have no idea how to market this. Yeah. Yes, because this was a best-selling and award-winning book 20 years ago. Yeah, whatever <laughs> So the people that read it when it came out, who would be the ones that would most likely want to see it, are not really the target audience they would want because they would want this to be a teen movie. And teenagers would stream it. Teens would stream it. Yeah. Well, not only stream it, they never would have heard of it and would be like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I think it would be kind of a marketing nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. The audience would be confusing. You're right. I agree. I think again, like I said, I'm sad I didn't get to see it in theaters, but they it it will do better not in theaters. That's just rent a theater for your birthday. Hey. Except (laughs) we'll all be in quarantine still. Yeah, well, it'll be really cheap. (laughs) We'll we'll have a party and have everyone sit in their own row. Okay. All right, I think that's it. I think we all like it, and we all highly recommend it, and everybody should watch it. Yeah. All righty. So moving on to the Newsies banner, yeah, uh, we got some news. We did get some news, and that's that. There's no word yet on Disneyland, but it will be allowed to reopen in California's Phase Three, which is expected to be upcoming in the next month or so. And also, Disney World is reopening on July 11th. Yeah, Woo. I think it was like two of the parks. Was it? Magic it's Kingdom an- and Epcot? No, it's Magic Kingdom and Animal, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Okay, and the then the other two. Dumps. The other they're two playing- are like a few days later or something? Yes. Um, they're expect. They're hoping, at least. This hasn't been fully approved. The governor still needs to approve it. But the county's already said yes as of this afternoon. Uh, they plan to reopen Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom on Saturday, July 11th, I believe it is. And they plan to open everything else on the next Wednesday, which Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. There's certain restrictions. Everyone needs to mm-hmm. um before you can even be considered to come in, there's a like a reservation. This is system. what Shanghai did, I think, too. It's very similar. Very similar. I think the only difference that I saw between the two so far is I didn't see any reference to plastic or uh nylon gloves at uh Disney World, but that mm. was a requirement for um Shanghai. Mm. But they did say that they would be providing hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. masks will still be required there's still limitations on admission numbers uh, social distancing would be expected and they will have some certain um predetermined areas where you can rest without the mask on but otherwise you need to be wearing it mm-hmm. so they're trying to be very cautious yeah and i think they're also not doing shows or parades or things where you would have Crowd people together. crammed into one spot which makes sense that makes sense um, I also saw that they're trying to make um, stronger use of like mobile ordering and things like that, where you can um, have less contact. Which I hope they continue that later on, because that'll be nice. <laughs> it's things like that that it's like I'm looking forward to the things that like places are made to implement because of all of this that just make the like future life a little bit easier. Um, 
but yeah i kind of threw that away as a joke in the beginning though i do think we're going to see disneyland opening sooner rather than later um their phase three they're they're really hoping that things continue improving and mm-hmm. that they can start their phase three reopening within about a month or so yeah and um yeah. that would allow for disneyland and associated things to open i'm just like it gives me that little glimmer of hope like even if stuff's not the same at least they're open and it's not just like shut down disney because that makes me sad yeah (laughs) i would rather them be open with some restrictions and i also um think that like they'll it'll probably stay mostly i think to locals because like i don't think people are going to want to pay to fly there and stay there if they're not going to get everything they need i mean people still will not but it might deter a portion of people that normally would so that might help with them trying to keep crowds down but i feel like um like it'll be good because they can at least get a lot like get some locals back in there like during the week and things like that and also like them being open over the summer at all is good for because they make a ton of money over the summer yeah. because school holidays, so. Of course. Um, so, you know, there's uh, there's good things. There's hope on the horizon. A little bit of hope. Um, but I appreciate their reopening, but also taking precautions. I appreciate um, both the, the mix of caution and um, attempts to return to normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's... We can't be shut down forever, but we also need to be safe. I think it's about finding that blend of a return to normalcy and appropriate caution. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. But, yeah, like I said, I'm glad that they're open and that things are happening in, in the parks and not just, like, Apocalypse Disney. Like, that does not make me happy. So, And it gives us hope for future trips that we may or may not be booking for next year or fairly soon. We Stay might tuned. already be planning them. <laughs> we already have spreadsheets. <laughs> but And we would probably have stuff booked already if we were allowed. Yes. <laughs> um, so. More on that later. Our, I know, right? And that's our news. Uh, it's very good news, and I'm very excited. It's not, um, quantity-wise, it's not a lot, but quality of news is spectacular. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving on to our next segment, which is going to be our Who's It's and What's It's Galore trivia section. I have themed this week. And I promise I'm not going to say I tried to make it easier anymore, because when I do, I only embarrass myself. (laughs) (laughs) Easy is subjective. Indeed. Uh, But the theme this week is um, Disney Channel. Okay. Appropriate. Okay. So, prepare your signaling devices. Mm-hmm. Everyone ready? Yes. Yep. Alrighty. So, number one. Which of the following Disney series has not won an Emmy Award? They've won awards? <laughs> <laughs> A, Kim Possible. B, Tangled the Series. C. Hercules the Animated Series. D. Aladdin. E. DuckTales. I know what one is. I have no clue, but I'm guessing. (laughs) I know what one it isn't. Carrie knows one that has won an Emmy because of a show we watch. But, um, 
I guess I have no idea. director, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. I feel, I feel like you're trying to trick us with something. Am I? What if I told you it was the original DuckTales? <laughs> I'm going with the thing that you're trying to trick us. Unfortunately, Carrie knows me too well. Uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with DuckTales. Uh, DuckTales, both of them actually have won an Emmy. <laughs> Emmy Award winning Sam Regal! <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Deanna guessed Hercules, which was a good guess. It probably would have been mine, except no, it did win an Emmy. The what? one that has not won an Emmy is Kim Possible. I what? knew it. I That's knew it. Yep. I was going through, I was like, all of these are super underrated shows that don't seem like they would have won Emmys, but Kim Possible was wildly popular. It's the only one that was, like, wildly popular. So I went with that one. <laughs> That's shameful. Well, Emmys, what are you doing? I need to be more careful with my psychology, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, um... Was it for music or anything? No, it was James Woods for Hades. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> nice. He's a terrible person, but his voice acting is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, there were also several other nominations. French Stewart was nominated for Icarus. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, that was French Stewart. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh, of course it was. Um, and they were nominated <laughs> for uh, sound editing and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. they won for that one. And I think they won one other. But I'm not what sure. What did Aladdin win for? Ooh, let me check that one because I didn't. And Tangled probably for... Tangled could win for a lot of things. Tangled's amazing. Probably music. I assume it's for music. Yeah, probably. But I know Sam Regal won for directing. For uh, DuckTales. Aladdin won for music direction and composition. Makes sense. Outstanding film sound mixing, sound editing, and sound mixing. Okay. So it's won four. Yeah. So uh, Carrie won. Deanna zero so far. Okay. We're heading into number two. How many princesses created for TV shows are part of the official Disney princess lineup? Um, you want a number answer? I want a number answer. Okay. Carrie guessed two. Deanna guessed three. And the correct answer is zero. Really? They don't what? count Sophia or Elena? None. Wait, I think I didn't understand the question. What, how many princesses created for TV shows are oh, part of the official Disney princess the, lineup? They were created for TV. I thought you were saying official Disney princesses who had TV shows. No, no, no. Princesses created for TV shows. That's messed up if it don't uh, include Sophia and Elena. Like, they I, feast, right. Yeah. I understand a little bit not including Sophia a little bit because it's made for really, really shush, young. Shush, 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 you're reading the next question. <laughs> um okay uh which made for tv princess has been a guest on the official disney princess materials i don't know this either <laughs> i have two options uh. <laughs> that's why i didn't want you to keep telling your logic well i knew i knew of those two but i don't i don't i'm gonna guess that one. 
that I can't spell. Okay. I'm probably wrong. Carrie and Deanna both said Elena of Avalor, and they're both correct. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I but yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want you to continue because the reasoning was that Sophia is so young, and I didn't mm -hmm. want you to keep on saying that. Yeah. I know who Sophia. Uh, Sophia but also, was, Elena is in the parks. Yeah, she's yeah. in the parts. I think so they both are, but she's Sof not in the Sophia's hard to find. But uh, she did appear on some advertising material for the original, uh, excuse me, the official Disney Princess lineup. Okay. Uh, so okay. she has guessed it. And she's not the only one. There have been others that guessed it, but she's the only TV one. Okay. I feel like they're not official just because they're not, like, the whole family focused. They're, like, mostly just for the younger ones. Elena's not that young. I mean, She's, the shows are like Disney this, Junior. Fair enough. Um, well, anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. They said it was because they premiered in TV shows. And oh, and they weren't feature like films. feature films. Uh, I see. Yeah, because I mean, there's others that honestly should be in the official lineup, but weren't for various reasons. You know, you've got your um, Elsa and Anna that honestly were supposed to be part of the Disney Princess lineup, but weren't solely because of their extreme commercial success. So they got They're their own line instead. to just be lumped together with the other one. They were afraid that they would take over the merchandise lines. Mm. And so instead they gave them their own line. And Then maybe like later on they will be, but... Maybe so when it's died down a bit. Mm. Okay, so we've got uh, two to Carrie and one to Deanna. What is the longest running... Disney Channel original series. Disney Channel original series. Yes. Uh, like, it's only been on Disney Channel. Disney Channel. on the Disney Channel. Yeah, Disney Channel original premiered series on. would be that it premiered I won't there. say it's never been showed somewhere else, but it premiered on the Disney Channel. I have a lot. Carrie and Anna have both guessed Hannah Montana. <laughs> Which is... Not correct. Okay. Oh, okay. The first episode. I'm. I'll continue. The first series to break the That's So Raven record was Wizards of Waverly, Waverly Place, which I never but, watched. But I watched that some one. Good. That one was dethroned by Phineas and Ferb. <gasps> no! Oh, Corey, I was going to guess Phineas and Ferb until you gave us the That's So Raven clue. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking Phineas and Ferb tight. I'm sorry, I was trying to be helpful. Alrighty, so. Um, still coming in at two and one, I believe. And um, <clears throat> name the Disney television program block launched in 1998 that was hosted by anthropomorphic characters resembling robots. Repeat that one more time. I'm yeah, confused by the question. Sorry. Name the Disney television program block launched in 1998 that was What's hosted a by. Block is it just a show? Um, you know, like one Saturday morning or TGIF. Okay. You know, T okay. Um, it's a program block. It's like a, a segment of shows. The Disney television program block launched in 1998 that was hosted by anthropomorphic characters resembling robots. I can't. I don't know how they spelled it, but this is Zoog Disney. Oh, that's what you meant. I'm okay. sorry. What? You Zoog, Zoog Disney. Disney. I oh that I would not have been able to recall that, but I remember it now. It I was don't like, remember it. 
that oh, was man. like um, I feel bad because I remember that so hard and I was nope. like oh Zook Disney it was the first time when you could connect the website to the TV shows oh, and like that was like around the time when Xenon came out it's, yeah and my dad spent hours on the internet trying like, to make this it was work and he couldn't was figure before, it out this was before they did the wand with the mickey ears yes. okay i remember the tv with the ears but there's no way that these can be categorized as anthropomorphic that's how disney described them i'm googling that too because i'm like yeah. i don't i remember i'm looking at these pictures of them and i'm like what like, that's how disney described them i took it from their official interesting i do recall the tv with the ears and stuff like that though but no this is not as clear in my memory so our final question okay. coming in at two and one so this is deanna's chance to tie it up <gasps> uh, name one of the two active sister networks of the disney channel and i will give you two points for naming both sister networks uh-huh the two active sister networks of the disney channel Currently? Yes, the two active. I have a feeling I know which two, and I know why. One, yeah, I think, I think that's... I, like, haven't watched cable TV that in face. so long. Carrie's face right now. <laughs> it's like, cable TV <laughs> was, like, pre-college. Like, these are much more recent. Okay. It might be called something else, but that's all I could think of. Harry guessed ABC, oh, which is yeah, yeah, not correct. Okay, it may and be Deanna the other one. Guessed Freeform, which is not correct. They Whoa. each got one. Freeform is a different. It's not Disney. It they used to be got... Family, didn't it? They each got one correct. Deanna got Disney Junior and Kara got <gasps> Disney XD. I was thinking either American Broadcasting Channel or Disney Junior. I didn't go with Disney Junior. So I Disney wasn't XD still is still running. Yes. yes. Oh, I thought that had died. Okay. No. I thought Disney Junior had died. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was funny because you each got one and it was the the opposite one. That's funny. Okay, we so thought the other one had died. <laughs> and coming out of this, Carrie comes out with three, and Deanna comes out this with two. This is what streaming only does to people. You forget know, what's right? on cable what's tv what's tv you're right a freeform was abc family was that what it was i think so which is yeah. weird because abc is already a family no anyway yeah it like morphed into freeform sort of i don't know but anyway uh yeah so good game guys i'd say Ooh. that was pretty close it yeah. was it was difficult, but I, I like the challenging ones because then it's like I have new facts to remember for later. <laughs> <laughs> for future trivia rounds. Exactly. Cool, cool. Good job, guys. And that will bring us to our final segment, our Let's Get Down to Business segment, where we will rank our top Disney TV shows. And I'm saying it that way because I want to emphasize these are TV shows. Let's delay the business because I'm not... <laughs> ready well i am going to be going first but i just wanted to emphasize of course once again these are tv shows these are not a series created for disney plus or any other service like that they have to be tv shows okay i also had a hard time with this of course because um it's too broad. you know it's difficult there's a lot of them <laughs> we should have done a um, live action in an animated yes well no one suggested this until yeah. now boo <laughs> So it's a bit late. Uh, I'm going to start this off. My yeah. number four is Kim Possible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so um this was a very good show of course the characters were all amazing they interacted well their humor was on point it was like stylistically simple but i don't know still dynamic and attractive to watch it was a lot of fun and there was a reason it ran as long as it did and Mm -hmm. kept coming back yeah so that was my number four a good choice yes thank you I, i appreciate your approval and I had the communicator on my phone. Yes, I remember <laughs> hearing that a lot. <laughs> yeah, Kiri had the communicator text tone as her text alert tone for a while. Now it's R2-D2 and it's still R2-D2. <sighs> Alrighty, uh, so moving into my number three, which is going to be a real surprise for everyone. <laughs> my number three is Recess. I originally had that as a a, one of two um, honorable mentions, Mm -hmm. but uh, now it's number three. It's a good choice. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just really appreciate all the characters and how interesting they were, but still, they felt like weird interpretations of actual children. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was just a lot of fun, and I don't know. Even the movies were enjoyable. It was relatable, too, as Yeah, a kid. it was relatable and quirky, and I don't know, I just have very fond memories of that show. It was mm-hmm. also really creative. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel recycled. Mm-hmm. So. My number two, and I had a really hard time differentiating my number one and number two, Ugh, but this is hard. where I ended up. My number two is Gallivant. <gasps> everything has changed i need to change my list <laughs> i love gallivant it is so funny oh. and i mean richard's an amazing character all the characters are good but like it's hilarious the songs are catchy i have listened to this soundtrack no. countless times i super believe in you ted cooper so we went it's from an amazing at the start of this segment to i have eight now no, no. <laughs> well, have to get, yeah you still have mine to get through too yes i love gallivant it's well, it was canceled before it's time it, it was so funny and so creative and just perfect <laughs> just a fun time <laughs> it was it's great time. i have it's a great <laughs> show to watch with friends <laughs> It's yes. a good day to die. But not but as not good, as, as, other good days. as other days. It's a good show to watch with friends by yourself every day, uh, all day, all the time, no other shows. I just <laughs> meant it's a good lighthearted show to watch it's with friends. So it is. Funny. Um so love it. And there is only one show that could beat Gallivant. And that's Boy Meets World. Ah, yes. Boy Meets World is so good. It transitions from just feeling like a normal kind of show about growing up to having some just real distinct character with time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we grew up with those kids. Yeah. And it's just, it alternates between some really spot-on comedy and to being really sincere and very touching. I tear up with that final scene of Boy Meets World to no, this no, day. Don't, don't, don't even mention it! <laughs> I am already crying at the mere mention of it! 
choke it up a little bit. Stop no. it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but just think about the fact that just mentioning the finale of this show can make you tear up. I love yeah. you all, class dismissed. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. This show was defining for a generation, and I don't say this that lightly, no, but it was. Ugh. It was, and there's a reason it had a very, like, also good and um, moderately successful sequel series. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That sequel series would be continuing if it weren't for other, like, stupid, like... Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed the sequel it series as well. It's just, Girl Meets World was it's really cute. It's just not Boy Meets World. No, it's not. But mm, they did a really good job trying to recreate it, though. It's amazing, and I love them, and I love the show, and it had to be number one because nothing can beat that. (laughs) Tough. And I have one honorable mention now. Um, Due to weird network things, (laughs) this one is technically a Disney show. It was produced by Disney, even though it was not released on a Disney network. Criminal Minds. Really? It was on, yes. a- it was on ABC, right? CBS. R- weird. That's weird. I know! <laughs> but Disney was one of the producers, uh, one of the production companies. And so I wanted hmm. to mention it because, I, I don't know, I love that show. I have, Serial killers are very interesting to me. And having a good um, show following the um ideas of the fbi's behavioral analysis unit mm-hmm. spot on love it love criminal minds just wanted to mention it interesting uh, i believe it's my list now i'm so glad i'm yeah. last because that means i can go forever <laughs> <laughs> not forever i go quick through my list remember um so my number four because of previous lists <laughs> that I didn't think of because I'm crazy um, it's gonna be Gallivant I love this show so much it's it's a great show to like rewatch watch with friends um, it's a fun time it lifts your spirits it's just silly and ridiculous <laughs> um, there's a lot of like hidden um, references or like there's references in it and like little jokes here and there and it's just it's, I'm sad that it got cancelled because it was a really fun show um Good choice. My number three, I put it like I don't know that either of you guys will have this on your list, but I love this show. Every time it was on TV, I was watching it and I watched all of it. Um, despite some people not quite liking the main character actor, and that is Even Stevens. We were never mega into it. Yeah, I love this show probably because it's just like dumb humor. <laughs> It's just, like, not dumb, but just, like, random. Like, it's yeah. there's no thought process, and it's just, like, kind of unexpected mm-hmm. humor. And I find that funny sometimes because it's not just, like, like fart jokes, but it's just, like, randomness humor. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, yeah. Um, I think my siblings, like, we all grew up watching this, and we probably, I don't know if we connected with it as well, having, like, set of three siblings or not but there there's just like silly jokes in it and it was entertaining and i'll never forget the musical episode that they had where they sing about we went to the moon in 1969, in 1969 that's when they no, made a landing that was a yep yeah so 
That was memorable. Um, it had some thing I know. Um, like amongst the chaos, it had some like, you know, teenager real world type lessons in it to an extent. Not as much as some other ones, but it had some um heart in it as well. And like the parents also had silly things that they were going through sometimes. Um, it was a fun silly show, but also I think had had some like grit to it. Not grit, but like it had some substance heart. as well yeah heart um i can't ever forget the halloween episode the halloween episode was freaky <laughs> there's only like so two weird. things i remember about that show no no it was even steven's halloween episode <laughs> the one with the eye doctor i was i was joking because you said it was so weird oh, oh. i remember <laughs> i remember i remember the song from commercials the the moon landing one and then mm. I remember the part where the eldest brother is trying to seem smart, and he keeps saying like a corti- in the movie, in the a, movie, yeah, a corticopia. <laughs> like, was it, wasn't that the movie? No, no, I don't, no, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen the movie. Oh, maybe not. I thought it was that the movie for some reason. We didn't watch this show, is what we're saying. But I watched but it occasionally. <laughs> but there was also an episode where like the neighborhood kid, they like thought he was an alien, and they followed him around. <laughs> It was really weird. It was very like kind of a reference to E.T. <laughs> it's just like he's an alien and like followed oh, him into I the woods. Where they put him in the bike basket. <laughs> yeah, and then he was like he has this book called like The Journey Home or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a silly ridiculousness. But anyway, um, my number two because I also watched every episode of this as it was on. Um, and also enjoyed the movie, and that's Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> it's very, like, typical TV show, but I really enjoyed it, and I remember it having some episodes that were very relatable to, like, teenage girls. Like, they had a whole episode about, like, getting your first bra and how weird that is and, like, asking your mom for that and how awkward it is. Um, they also had an episode about, like, body image and um having that stress like it was like a light version of it but they had like messages that a lot of girls get and deal with in high school that I think like people forget about because it's like you know like the poster is like she has a little um animated character of herself but it's just like her inner monologue of Mm -hmm. dealing with high school and stuff and some of it was very kitschy high school but it had some moments in it that I think were very kind of relatable mm-hmm. um to a teen like as I was a teenager at the same time as watching this show. Um and so I think um it's got some it's got some good value to it, even if it is kind of like a girly show, I guess. It's got some it's not to be like overlooked, I think. Um we enough. watched it more than we watched even Stevens. Yeah. This was never one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, um, I, re- I respect the fact that it covered a lot of things that young girls deal with, et cetera, et cetera. So that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My list was more about my personal taste. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. Know. And th- this is too, but like, these are the ones that I was like, it's on, click, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And then my number one, because how could you not, is Boy Meets World. Because of all the things Corey said, like, I grew up watching this show from, like, when you're, like, young, like, pre-high school and, like, like learning, like, little, um, 
lessons and that and then watching them all grow up and then become adults and like the different things that they deal with and the different situations their families are in and um, their relationship with their teacher and but also having the funny stuff with like um, his older brother was hilarious Um, so it was a good balance of like comedy but also wholesome like lessons to be learned from it and I'm like I don't know how you can like that's hard to do I feel like it's hard to find that balance um and it just kept going until they were like well we're like getting married and we're we're older like adults now like they've been through school and everything it's just like it's crazy to watch like kids grow up on a show basically yeah and when they announced that there was actually going to be girl meets world i lost my mind and, it, <laughs> and i actually was really happy with how it turned out it was cute it was very good so all right i kind of have something <laughs> let's do this okay here's the thing y'all i watch a lot of tv like a lot of television and i'm very passionate about my shows and so to tell me to narrow these down off like four different networks was insane to me so there are a lot of good ones go very quickly go through ones that didn't make my list <laughs> okay so weird i love weird stuff Corey and i watched so weird it was the time. so good so yeah, good. good i, I love that show i went back on disney plus immediately rewatched it and went okay you know there are some faults with it like getting rid of fiona blah 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 <laughs> who is annie anyway her cousin <laughs> Corey, her cousin i know that but i just meant it was dumb Two. it's a very We're- interesting show Two, this one was extremely hard to not put on my list, but other things had to make it. Recess. Loved that show. We watched mm-hmm. it every Saturday morning. Loved that show. I considered that as well. Three, Proud Family. Proud Family was oh, amazing. Good. Proud Family was amazing. So very excited about that. Eventually coming back to Disney Plus because it wasn't before. Uh, they're actually going to, they're releasing Prouder Family. It's coming out. Hooray, hooray. Oh. Very excited. Super excited. Okay. Uh, four sister sister. We watched it every afternoon after school. Oh, so good! It premiered on ABC thirteen, but then eventually got moved to another network. So it didn't, yeah, not on my list. Mm. Five Earth <laughs> Mightiest Heroes from Disney XD. It began my love of the Avengers. And <laughs> Earth Mightiest Heroes was really good. It was really good, and they only canceled it so they can come up with a new TV show that matched the movies more, which was really annoying. Which is the same thing they did to Spectacular Spider-Man, which yes. is infuriating. <laughs> anyway, it was Earth Mightiest Heroes started my love of Black Panther. That's it. Anyway, mm-hmm. And then the last show is Witch, which is also on Disney XD. It was my first Magical Girl TV show, and I'm done with all this. <clears throat> those are all the ones that didn't get close to my list. <laughs> I don't remember that last one. Or oh, do I like I? Witch. Which was great. It was like, again, I didn't really watch Magical Girl Witch. TV shows whenever I was a kid. I'm going to Google that because I'm trying to see if I remember Which was great? One. Which? 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 Uh, all right. My list. Number four. Kim Possible. Hey. This list is so hard because all of these shows are so dear to my heart. Which, hey. <laughs> yeah, another movie. Yeah. Um, again, which is why it's which. Uh, it's really hard for me because I watch a lot of television. I have a lot of shows I'm very passionate about. Uh, my number three, and you guys already talked about it. Kim is iconic. Ron is iconic. Doctor Draken, Shigo, so cool, so funny, I so love original. Shigo. I love Shigo so much. 
so much. She's the best. The voice acting was amazing. The jokes were so good. I love the puns. Kim Possible, Ron Stoppable. It's all just the naked mole rap. Will Friedel as as Ron and Christy Carlson Romano as Kim were just amazing. The Nako, <sighs> which has been recreated by many YouTubers. Yes. <laughs> it was just so, in like, they did so much good things and I love it. All right. Number three, which was on neither of y'all's list because neither of you have seen it, is Gravity Falls. Gravity oh, Falls that's right. premiered, I believe, on Disney XD. It, I only started watching it a few years ago. It is honestly one of my favorite television shows. I cosplay Mabel. I've rewatched it more times than I can count. It's so inventive. It's so fun. It's so, so strange. But I absolutely mm. adore it. And I love that the the creator, Alex uh, Hirsch, he it only lasted two seasons, not because it got canceled, but because he said, I told the story I want to tell and I'm not going to beat a dead horse, essentially. Um, mm. And he just, he had a lot of integrity. He really pushed for the things he wanted to be in it, to be in it. And it, he told a really, really great cohesive story. And it's just so good. Um, I highly recommend it to everybody, adults and kids. It's just a great show about siblings and about growing up. And it's all thrown into this really strange town in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. It's a really good show. It could have been my number one, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know what your next two are, so. We all do, Corey! <laughs> <laughs> These next two are all so close to being interchangeable in my heart, but only one makes me cry. So, ah. yep. Gallivant is my number two. Gallivant. 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 Okay, I love musicals. I love fantasy. I love. <laughs> I love everything about this TV show. Timothy Oddmanson. <laughs> love Timothy Oddmanson. I love everything about this TV show. This TV show is like the perfect tv show i have no complaints it is such a good show it may be number one except for the fact the other one the other one has nostalgia attached and not just like mm. hey, you know, nostalgia everything this show, all of the nostalgia this show was everything when i was a kid we watched it constantly we could quote episodes in, in their entirety we loved this show and the show was boy meets world of course it is this show as y'all have said defined a generation of kids like it 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 was just so important so yes Mm -hmm. boy meets world had to make it to the top of my list i had so many tv shows my number five my honorable mention the honorable mention above all other honorable mentions could have made it onto the top four if it weren't for the fact it was canceled too soon, much like Gallivant, because of the writer's strike in the early 2000s, and that TV show was Pushing Daisies. Mm, I haven't seen that one. Pushing Daisies was, was really, good. really great, really quirky. It suffered from the writer's strike and was canceled after its second season, after it had a really, really, really strong first season. It won all kinds of awards, but it just it couldn't quite make it. So, And the, I think the problem with that one is that unlike Gallivant, Pushing Daisies doesn't feel like it tells a cohesive story in it two seasons. It doesn't tell a cohesive story in two seasons because I don't think Pushing Daisies honestly thought they'd be canceled, but they were anticipating the writer's strike. Pushing Daisies could have lasted a lot longer. There was a lot left open. 
unlike Gallivant, mm-hmm. where they were like, we're lucky if we get another one, so let's wrap it up in a way we can be happy with. It's a new season. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't be they that long. Turn- <laughs> like, I lo- those those jokes are some of my favorites. Oh, fishing you'll, know hell, you'll know hell's freezing <laughs> if we get these ratings. ratings. <laughs> but Pushing Daisies was set up to be a show that would have lasted for a really long time, and it just left too many things open and too many questions after its second season. So it didn't Yeah, it was too it. much of a slow burn. Mm. And it would have been... It's one of those that if 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 it, you know if only like we'll never know but it's still a really great show to watch uh you just might be disappointed in the final episode <laughs> i remember sitting on the couch watching the fi- the finale not knowing it was the finale and going what what <laughs> this feels like a finale why why does this feel like a finale and uh, then i, <laughs> I found was out there it was it was not good <laughs> there's only one other i've only had a worse reaction to one other show ending (laughs) it was how i met your mother we won't get into that she was so angry oh okay anyway that's it that's my list yeah all right so it looks like we need to figure out a number four kim possible right we all three had like Kim Possible low on the list. Didn't no, we, we all didn't. had Boy Meets World for one. Yes, so I think automatically we all had Galavant, so that'd we be did. three and or two. Kim, Kim Possible was on two. two. Okay, so, that'd so be Kim number Possible three. number three. So, so we all I think argue. automatically we should make Deanna's number two our number four. <laughs> which which one is okay? Lizzie I'll, McGuire. Even though it wasn't like defining for me, I will agree and allow that because I know neither of y'all have seen Gravity. It Falls. has a lot of nostalgia for me as well. I didn't yeah. mention that. And I also think it's uh, being very fair to take one of Deanna's when we the rankings of the lists. And also, I will say this. I was going through a lot of lists and a lot of rankings of best Disney Channel original shows, and Lizzie McGuire was number one on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So being fair. It was an enjoyable show. It just wasn't my type of show. Yeah. It, Same. It's, yeah, it's like not every show is going to speak to everybody, but yeah. Except for Poor I, I got reeled in. Um, yeah. um, I do remember though i remember very strongly how much some girls i went to school with love lizzie mcguire yes. i remember them having watch parties for lizzie mcguire so i know I feel like we had a made, party to go see the movie or something yeah. it made yeah. an impact it just wasn't for me yeah it was kind of like the hannah montana of our like age group and i wasn't into hannah montana either well we were yeah old. but like the like the popularity yeah type yeah 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 I get um, you. Okay, good list, yeah. good list. Yep. Awesome. I just, so that it was just impossible for me to not mention some of those shows that I feel like were really defining yeah. for me. And I know that Corey agrees with me. A lot of those shows were extremely defining for her yeah. too. Like and I've watched and watch all of them. those except Witch. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that one was newer, so mm-hmm. that was a little bit past. I just happened upon it one day. Just like so flipping, weird was really flipping. good. I so love that weird one. Was so Good. Isn't it odd? It's that great. Both Ben and Fred Savage were sort of in like generation defining TV shows. Yeah, like the Wonder yeah. Years for some people. And mm-hmm. yeah. yep, yep. It's true. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Um, so that brings us into a final list of number four: Lizzie McGuire. Number three, Kim Possible. Number two, Gallivant. And our number one is Boy Meets World. Because of course it is. Of course it is. (laughs) You can't be surprised. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, good list. I am a fan of this list, and um, hope you are too. But I hope you will come back next week because we have something very special planned out for our next show. Not next week, excuse me, in two weeks. Yes. We have a very, very special 50th episode. <gasps> 50! Yes. We've been around for this long, guys. We've actually had more than that, but 50 proper episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No mini no minisodes or anything like, like that. Like, as a count. numbered episode. Yes. Guys, I'm quitting. Episodes, <laughs> episodes in the canon. I'm, I'm quitting. Um, I'm quitting. You can't do the podcast anymore. We won't get hit 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just replace you. Oh, I know, I, you know what? I know somebody we'll who down wants to, to do it. Our trio's no. down to D- two. Oh. I know, I know. Deanna and I will interview. You may not choose your substitute. But I know who wants to do it, y'all. I don't no, care. Don't you dare. We will We will do it with Scylla. You know, that's preferable, I'm sure. Just fire me. Even if I wasn't going to leave, you we'll should just fire have me. And me have- and Deanna. Me and Deanna will do our lists, and then we'll have like five minutes of frantic mewing. It'll be, it'll be so cute. I'm okay with Aww. that. We would gain listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I hope y'all will come back in two weeks to check that out because I think it'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Do we want to tell what we're going to do? or? Um, I'll, I'll mention what we're doing, or okay. at least our plan. <laughs> um, so in honor of our 50th episode, per Carrie's suggestion, suggestion we will be watching Disney's 50th animated film, which is Tangled. So we'll Yay. be reviewing that. Um, and we're going to try to do some trivia against each other. And we will all probably have us. a guest on to be the host for that mm-hmm. part of the segment. It's a free so, for all. It's going to be a knockdown, drag out trivia match. <laughs> It'll definitely be interesting, but I will say it's this, also good practice for the future. I will say this: <laughs> whenever that not, happens, your husband is not allowed to cherry pick questions that you would beat us on. <laughs> no, he <laughs> talked about um, like vetting it, like asking people through their podcast to send in questions, so oh, he right, wouldn't right. necessarily okay. pick them all. <laughs> it's like but the he theme would for ask this is people. Peter Pan. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. No, he yeah. he he would know to pick like a smattering of different categories and stuff. So okay. that's a good word. Uh, I'd I make like sure of it. I'm just like this will be fair. <laughs> smattering. Um, mm-hmm. Good word. But, Smatterhorn. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. I hope y'all will check back in with us for that. Um, thanks for tuning in with in with us this week. Um, if you have any comments or feedback, or you want to argue with us about your favorite TV show and why it didn't make the list. Uh, tweet at ftpd underscore podcast or to deanna at deanna 790 me at spilled eggs water or carrie at sparkle underscore fists thank you and bye goodbye bye i love you all class dismissed